Hey everybody and welcome to the BAMFCAST Extra Series, episode 8. Oh sure. It's a fresh new start, summer is over, mm-hmm. fall is here. Yes. It's October. It is. Depending on where you're listening to this, but uh, as we uh, record... No, I'm pr- when, when, where does not matter. Right, well, where in the Ge- timeline? Geogra- <laughs> oh. <laughs> where you are in the time stream Geographically, it's moment. October everywhere. Pretty, I don't know, the datelines and such. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't know how that works. Anyway... I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And so we wrapped up Summer Movie Series. Uh-huh. That's over. But we're still doing these because we got stuff to talk about. And yeah. so we sat down and we were like, well, what's what's another thing we could do? Maybe a movie series. Yeah. Um, and so we were just poking around. And then uh, I think one of us said, hey, you know, there's a, a horror franchise mm-hmm. that has like fucking 17 entries. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because we're dumb. We are dumb. So we're gonna we're gonna plow through the Amityville Horror series. So yeah, Amityville Horror. Yeah, there's there, a whole bunch of them. There's a lot, a and, lot more than I was aware of. Yeah, um, a lot of them aren't really relevant. Um, but we'll get to that. Are, are we, any of them relevant? I think, I, yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I they launched a franchise of sure. some regard. Um, and I know this first one made a lot of money, the Amityville Horror from 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, they made it into an Eddie Murphy routine. <laughs> yes. Very famous. Yeah. Um, uh, made just a metric fuck ton of money mm-hmm. based on a book that also made a gigantic amount of money. This was a sure. a massive, massive pop culture thing in the late 70s. People were all over this. Okay. Um, it's all bullshit. Uh-huh. Like this entire story. Yeah, like the basis for this is mm-hmm. all one hundred percent pure horseshit. All right, even though like throughout the years people maintained that it's not, but we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, it's kind of the the first Blair Witch, I think. I mean, well, I mean, okay, depending on your take on the interpretation of the book, the Exorcist is based on. Okay, because I'm just saying, like that, no one really necessarily came forward and said one hundred percent bullshit. I think people at best were like. It might have been other reasons, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't like a hundred percent bullshit like this was, right? Just like the, the Blair Witch, you know, yes. like there, you know, there at least is some basis, and there was an incident that the Exorcist book was based on, right? Yes, your know, interpretation is subject to therein, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this is a spooky ghost thing. Uh huh. Uh, it's a haunted house story. So um, the movie begins. Yeah, like a lot of movies do. It does. It starts when you well, hit play. It's like the movie well, my is going. very My very first note from as soon as the movie begins, uh-huh. and it's kind of a joke note, but... <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it came up, you know, white text, black background, just mm-hmm. name, and it was like Samuel Z. Arkoff presents, and I and my first note was Samuel L. Bronkowitz presents. <laughs> <laughs> so if you get that, you get that. If not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not explaining it. Yeah, no, please don't. Um, but yeah, so this is, you know, an independent film from the late seventies and starts with a, basically a murder is happening. Mm-hmm. A mass murder is happening. You don't really, you don't really know what's happening exactly is that a person is going room to room and just rifling people to death. Yeah. Which doesn't wake any of them up. Which no. Is weird. No. I mean, and, there's a thunderstorm happening, but yeah. Gun a lot louder than thunder. Yeah, no one ever wakes up during this, but anyway, mass murder, family dead. Uh-huh. Cops come. Uh, the principal from Back to the Future is there. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Strickland. Or, or, or the guy from Top Gun. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Still didn't have hair. Right. Um, 
but yeah, they're just you know, oh, this is this is horrific, mm-hmm. and then just cut to one year later. Yeah, family or a uh, couple shopping, and it's couple uh, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> there is a couple house shopping. Oh, sorry. And they are in the house with yes. a real estate agent, and it's uh, it's our stars James Brolin and Margot Kidder. Yes. Which uh, brings me to my first note, which uh-huh. is the most important thing about this film, is that James Brolin's hair is fucking magnificent. It is pretty good. It is It is uh, the the gold standard. <laughs> For hair? It, it is quite impressive. Okay. <laughs> like, it made me uncomfortable to think having that much hair, uh-huh. but it's it's so well maintained that it's... it's it, Throughout the movie, I would, that was the thing I was latching onto. I was even like, when well, he was demonizing or yes, whatever. Okay, even even still, because <laughs> he was it was still well conditioned. It was and... sweaty and permed, and it just looked fantastic. <laughs> sweaty and permed. <laughs> so, eh, it's um, it, it, you start grasping at straws for sure. for these things because, uh, you'll find out. So yeah, they're the real estate agent showing them around. And kind of as they're looking around, the film is doing awkward things like freeze framing and flashing back to stuff we just saw, really, Uh a few moments earlier, letting us know that this house is where people died. Yeah, in case you didn't know. Right. Uh, The real estate, uh, or or they also know this, because they decide to confer... Amongst themselves, they're like, wow, this is a really great house. It's expensive, but, you know, people died here. Yeah, like, and James Rowland's like, yeah, but houses don't have memories. Yeah. Womp womp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they're like, we'll take it. Yeah. And they do. They take it. Uh, They are not an originally married couple. Right. They have kids, but they're all hers. Right. He has just come along later, and they've gotten married, which... For this time is odd. They're making a big deal out of it because the, they mentioned this is a real estate lady, and she's like, "Oh, yeah." Now it's just like, "Who gives a fuck?" But you know, back then it was just like, "Oh, I see." <laughs> so we we never find out what, what happened what, to her what husband. Do people expect like you know, single mothers, widow, or divorced mothers to just raise their kids. I don't alone know forever. But, it, but she react. The real estate lady reacts like just like, Bleh. like, well, you're one of those. Well, I see. Anyway, I guess I'll sell you this house anyway. Um, but yeah, so they've got three kids. Uh, yeah. Um, they're not his, they're hers. Uh, they have not quite bonded with him yet. Yeah. That, uh, and I will say like they have two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. The two boys are basically the male equivalent of the, the shining girls. I can never tell them apart in this movie. Yeah. And at no point in time, can I tell you what happened to one versus the other? No, <laughs> like they, at all. Like, they are, they're they completely interchangeable. They also, they're also barely characters, right? Like, I think this movie kind of shied away from doing anything to kids because we were still kind of in that era. That you yeah, just, but I mean, they don't even give them any personality. It's no, just like they're I, just floppy haired. Yeah, they young, both have the same kind of hair. And yeah. it's like I, things happen to one or the other. And I, I couldn't tell you which one it was. Yep. At yeah. all. Like they're really not I'll jump around in the timeline. But like one, a light bulb blows up and makes him trip down the stairs. <laughs> and then another one, like a window falls in his hand. Yes. Was it the same one? I don't know. I don't think so. I think each one got their own <laughs> sure. calamity. Like I said, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. Huh. So they move in. Yeah. You know, they, they move in and they're they're out frolicking because they have a boat. So they're out on the lake mm-hmm. or where river, whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, just, you know. An estuary. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that introduces us to Rod Steiger, who has shown up at the house to bless it. Because I guess that's a thing people have done. Yeah. 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 And do. It just (laughs) seems odd to me, but he shows up to do this, but they're not there. So he goes wandering around and he hears kids laughing. 
opens up a door. There's no kids in there. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll, I'll just start here then. Well, the, the window is open and he's like, oh, I probably just heard them yeah. outside. Yeah. So he looks at, you know, he's like, well, oh. Shuts, shut, importantly, he shuts the window. Yes. Um, and then he gets fucking attacked. Kind of. Like, all right. So <laughs> flies start accumulating around the window, which is like an ongoing thing in this mm-hmm. movie. It's like demon presence equals flies, which, yeah, I get it. Whatever. Some sort of form of pestilence, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, um. Like, they just show up and, like, somehow kind of get in and are flying around his face. They're not, like, you know, Nicolas Cage, the bees. No. Kind of him yet. But he's just choking and seizing. And I I, I don't remember where he... Does he get his hand burned later when he's on the phone? It's not in this scene, right? Because he gets, like... like It's never really explained, but, like, they look like they get burned because it looks like... Oh, yeah. He, it is in the scene. He, he yeah. gets, like... He kind of... It, it's weird. It's like, is it a stigmata thing? Is right. it, you know, but yeah, he gets some sort of hand injury. Right. Like all the terrible things happen to him right here. Right. Um, well, not all of them. There's there's one <laughs> yet to come that. Yes. Yeah. But like. Uh, he's he's he gets fucked up. Yeah. And runs Ghost out flies. The house. Well, or, the door shuts behind him. He can't yeah. get out. He's just like. Well, and th- this is like the, the whole yeah. the big like th- this is almost like the thing people know of this movie right. is the big the voice saying get out. Right. Um, which he's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get too bad. We yeah. can't stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, he's like, all right. So he takes off. Um, no one ever knows he was there. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah, he drives off like careens off and vomits and yes. yeah, barely gets out of there. Yes, because you never you're never really sure exactly what's happening. Like it, he keeps grabbing his hand like he's having a heart attack, right. but then he's choking and it's like. What exactly is happening to you? All the things? Everything. Like, yeah. The ghosts are just yeah. everything they can fuck with. It's yeah. just like, we're going to squeeze and pull and yeah. rip. They're, and whatever. they're touching all of the points yes. on the operation table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> My whole body's vibrating. <laughs> the funny bone. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then they come back. Like, all right. I'll go ahead and say it. This movie is slow as shit. This movie is like two hours long. Yep. And there is a lot of just like family interaction shit. That I understand that they're trying to make you care about the family, mm-hmm. but they just they go on and on and on and on with it. They they establish the family a bit too much, yeah. um, but they also do it in weird, random ways in just things that do or don't ever come back up again. I it's just it's just a bunch of buying groceries and unpack. They unpack for fucking ever. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> and and like it's it's. The, mo- the whole movie is basically like James Brolin is slowly being turned to being possessed or something, you know, like he's just turning evil. Yeah, and- something in the house is is targeting him specifically. Right. And like he's constantly cold, so he's always out chopping firewood. Yes. Like constantly. Menacingly. Um, yeah. Um, and <laughs> just it, but I mean, piles and piles and piles of firewood. But I mean, they're there like one day. And, mm-hmm. like, he starts, like, snapping back at her and all this stuff. I mean, there is, like, no buildup to it whatsoever. It's like, you're in the house. Say, yeah. fuck you, guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's just a lot of that. Like, you know, he'll yell at the kids. He'll yell at her. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, leave me alone. I'm chopping firewood. How dare you sneak up on me? And all this kind of... You start. I mean, it's, it's funny because he kind of starts becoming a survivalist because he stops <laughs> cutting his hair and, and, and he just grows out his beard and he's just chopping all this wood. And, yep. Like talking, like you don't ever sne- sneak sneak up on a person with that's buried and got an axe. Like you, you don't know what could happen, right? <laughs> he just immediately goes into full survivalist mode, where it's like, no, nah, I know, yeah, I know about this kind of and stuff. And this guy's and, not that. No, he's whatever his job. He's like a surveyor yeah. or something. 
I'm uh, just saying, like, that's a very funny version of being possessed in this movie. Like, he goes into this, like, yeah. nah, man, I was a numb. Yeah. Yes. I know about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you weren't. His, his ghost was in this shit. Um, but something weird is also happening to the, the daughter in the family in that she's starting to act like she's got an imaginary friend. And that, that brings me to one, another one of my notes. Okay. Unless you had one there. Well, I like before getting into the detail of what that is, mm-hmm. I just want to point out that it's, it's one of those movies where ghosts just fucking love rocking chairs and rocking horses. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's just like, man, anytime a ghost has an opportunity to sit on a rocking horse, it's going to fucking sit on that rocking horse because yeah. that is how you identify spooky things in any movie at all is like, oh, shit, there's a ghost on that rocking horse. I don't understand why all ghosts died in the 1800s and <laughs> they never <laughs> moved past having other toys. I, I think it's like a cheat clause or something in, in their know. contract. Where, <laughs> hey, you can't move shit around. But if you're sitting on something, yeah, eh, maybe eh? maybe that's if it. you're sitting on something and it moves, <laughs> nothing we could do about it. Like, you know, you're. you're you're forbidden from picking shit up and moving around. Can't can't they ride a big wheel or something? You know, <laughs> yeah, but a that's, sit and spin. <laughs> maybe sit and spin. I think I think that would qualify. And okay. I'm surprised we didn't get that in the '80s. Yeah. Maybe we did in one of the Poltergeist maybe, movies. Maybe. Um. Anyway, my my note was: Why did demons go by such dumb names in the '70s? <laughs> Jody. Yeah, Jody in this one, Captain Howdy and the Exorcist. I yeah. was like, these aren't demon names. No, they're stupid. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just talking to Jody. Yeah. It's like. Like, where's the Zazel and all that shit? No, it's, yeah, I'm Jody. Yeah. I'm Jody the ghost. Here's my friend Ezekiel. Like, that would freak me out. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, kid, and take Ezekiel with you. <laughs> <laughs> you little demon child. Yeah. But, like, the weirdest... I'll make new kids. <laughs> I like making babies. <laughs> the, the, the weirdest thing, and yeah. I, I just at this point, because the movie's so random, we might as well just sure. jump all over the place Why anyway, not? but... So, like, the little girl has bonded with her imaginary friend, which actually isn't. It's a ghost named Jody. Mm-hmm. But Jody apparently is a pig with glowing eyes or some shit. Right. What the... How can you get more random than these things? And this is not, like, the only random thing this movie does, no. but it's just... So her imaginary friend is a pig with glowing eyes. And she's okay with that. And she's totally cool with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's sort of like... I guess you could look at it as like if Monsters Inc. happened yeah. for real. Yeah. To be like, yeah, I'm cool with that, I guess. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah, because she's just not weirded out by this. No, although- I mean, you think that, I, I don't know, the movie doesn't bother to explain it, so I'm not going to try to fill in the gaps that it, it couldn't, but you know, you, you assume that it appears to any normal form to the little girl, but yeah. not in the movie. No, no. Um, if we're jumping around, one of my other notes. Um, well, number one, I, I had to write cat scare. That was like day I, day one. Um, yep. James Brolin had a cat scare. They fucking throw a cat on James Brolin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like he's sitting by a windowsill and the cat comes like in like. Yeah. Like they, they crank it up on the soundtrack, too. Yeah. Um, and then early on. Well, semi early on. So. I do love, though, that after pretty much every cat scare mm-hmm. in any movie at all, the cat is always just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like what? cat will show up, go to school, and then everyone's like, "Jesus Christ!" And then the cat's like, "What's the problem? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on in here?" That's yeah. just how I say hi. <laughs> what's wrong with you? I'm a very intense person. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, I actually wrote down, oh, fuck off with your cat scare. Sure. <laughs> that's that's fair. I, I know you're not a fan of the cat scares. But I just I, think well, it's so lazy. It, it is lazy, <laughs> but sometimes funny. Um, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. It's like, uh, cat scare. Fair it's enough. time for a note. Um, <laughs> the other member of the family we didn't mention is they have a dog. Um, some sort of Weimariner greyhoundy thin little dog Whatever. thing i don't know it's a good it's a good acting dog sure this dog does a fine job it kind of looks like a lab but it's way too skinny yeah you know yeah. um but anywho um i was just pointing that out because it, it comes in yes it does. yeah they do so it, like the dog is like scratching and barking at random shit which mm-hmm. in movies after this have pretty much all been like oh what's wrong with the dog like nobody ever acknowledges what the dogs are and just like stop that yeah and Never is like, why Why is he scratching himself to bleeding on parts of the basement? Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I think they, they noticed the dog doing weird shit. The, the girls suddenly got an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Brolin's immediately acting weird, but Margot Kidder is, like, nonplussed by all of this. She's just like, oh, he's, he must have, like, a bug. And she must have a bug. And there's bugs all around. <laughs> yes. But, so many bugs. But then, like, and the how come bu- the priest never showed up? <laughs> yeah. And how could, yeah. And never questioned it. And, and their so phones they, don't work. Like, every time they try to make a phone call, it's just yeah, static. Right. Um, but then the point that really 100% should have changed things was there's, they go out for some function and they have a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and this babysitter is in the room with the little girl trying to make her go to sleep, and, and she's like, Jody doesn't want to go to sleep yet. So the babysitter goes in the closet. I don't remember why. Oh, I'm going to go get your pajamas. That's yeah. what it was. Closet slams shut. She can't get out, and immediately, my note was like, why do they can't... <laughs> why Why does the babysitter go from zero to freak out so fast? Because it's Real like, quick. It's like the door slams shut, and she's just like, let me out! Like, clawing at the door, banging on it. It's like, 15 seconds later, she is broken the skin on her hands trying to beat this door down yeah it is yeah and then spends the rest of the evening just locked in the closet weeping in the closet until they finally come right well because yeah the uh light bulb finally blows and freaks around she just becomes a quivering mess. well and this is this is another thing this movie does poorly which is that it ends that sequence with her just like making it sound like she's being murdered in there Mm mm-hmm just your imagination is left to just like, oh, God, what has happened to her? Right. And then the family comes home and lets her out and nothing has happened to her. No. Nothing at all. Um, but yeah, they let her out and they're just like, well, this door doesn't lock. What's the matter with you? And she's just like, yeah. why? She goes and just shakes the kid. Just like, why did you why leave did you me in there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this begins more yelling. And yeah, this movie has a lot of yelling. Yeah, like, it, a lot of yelling at each other and the kids. And sure. It's just there's everyone's angry. It's yeah. it's awfully unpleasant. There's someone's i guess one of margot kidder's aunt or something is a nun sure and she shows up at the house and she's like the most annoyingly happy person Mm -hmm. she just like just (laughs) pinches all the kids and just you know just the the worst thing but of course because i guess because she's a religious person the ghosts immediately are just like fuck you when she she gets gets five steps in the door like goes to set a a gift plant a housewarming plant down and it's immediately like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I got to go. And this is this is my favorite thing in the movie, because like she's just like, I have to go. Peels out, just fucking tears out and mm-hmm. drives away, stops down the street somewhere, throws the door open and just the most violent vomiting scene <laughs> where you don't see anything. You just see her head go down past the, the car door. Mm-hmm. And this actress just goes. <laughs> it is the most comically entertaining, bad, I'm violently vomiting thing I've seen. Uh-huh. And it's 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 really good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean it's it's I mean it's just it's just I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> 
so good. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get that that toy at Spencer's. You know, yes, <laughs> the vomiting nun. Squeeze <laughs> <Yeah>. her belly. <laughs> you never know. Everyone goes at Halloween. Oh, what are you? <laughs> oh, oh, you're that nun. Oh, you're the nun from Amityville Horror. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just so good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fill your mouth with candy somehow. Right. Just, brah, there you go. <laughs> Happy now, Halloween. As, <laughs> now, sometime before this, like we keep going back to Rod Steiger mm-hmm. and Rod Steiger has gone back to the church or whatever. And he's his his church buddy is Don Stroud. Oh, yeah. Bam Castellum, Don Stroud. And Don Stroud's like, something might be up here. I don't know. Maybe we should drive over and he's investigate. He's the most wishy-washy. Like, you never understand... Like, at a certain point, it's like, why the fuck doesn't Rod Steiger just say, go there? Yeah. Fucking go there. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there, there is a perfect opportunity, like, because Rod Steiger's like, oh, this, all this weird shit happened, and, and, and he's like, and I need to call them, because he tries to call him, and it gets the static, and I think, like, that phone burns him, or burns her, uh, Margot Kidder, or something, like, there's a, there's a, a big violent, electrical charge there's a or violent something. disconnect yeah. between the two phones, yes. and, um, and, Whatever the demons just keep prank calling them occasionally throughout the movie too. <laughs> yes. like, Ring, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. thanks, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> uh, there, like, there's a point. Like, they have this first scene where he's just like he's still like all racked out in the bed, like you know, half dead because mm-hmm. of this trip out there, mm-hmm. and. So he doesn't really, like, Rod Steiger doesn't really say anything in that scene. But then the next scene, they're, like, doing, like, a practice run of, of lighting all the candles and all the ceremony of the church. And um, there is a point where he could just very clearly be like, look, I'm not wishing this upon you, but but in order to make you believe, go to the house. Mm-hmm. Just be ready to leave. Like, mm-hmm. don't go too far in. Like, mm-hmm. you will know that you don't want to be there yeah. very quickly. But it's like... This is the thing in like movies. No one ever says anything remotely rational right. at any point, and he he never just he goes immediately into like alert everyone, tell the Pope we gotta you know. <laughs> well, the the thing that led up to that was them driving over there, right? Because the the ghosts take possession of the car. Yeah, Satan take the wheel. Yeah, and just fucks with it right. and runs them off the road. So that leads to the dude from Jaws showing up. And just basically wet blanketing this situation like that. Right. That, that just must have been his character in the 70s, which is just to show up and go, yeah, that thing you say is happening. That's not happening. Yeah. You're an idiot. And Don Stroud is also like, well, I don't know. It could have been a, a malfunction. Yeah, it's like the car mechanical error. And Rod Steiger, man, look, I'll say this. I love Rod Steiger. I absolutely adore Rod Steiger because even when you get him in a movie like this where he's got maybe four or five scenes, mm-hmm. he's going to fucking chew the scenery to death. He will get a speech and just fucking wreck it. Yeah. And he does that in here at least twice. And like the one where he just stands up and is just screaming at whoever the superior priests are who show up is so good. And then they're just like, sit down, idiot. (laughs) Stop it. Stop. There are no demons. The devil's not here. This is the seventies. This isn't, you know, the 1670s. Get your shit together and just give him a talking to. And he's just like, Someone needs to go help them. It's not going to be me. I'm not going anywhere again, but just someone please go help them. So that's like this weird other running plot throughout this movie that never goes anywhere. Just never goes anywhere. It just becomes torture Rod Steiger to death for no reason. Kind of. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's kind of weird like that. Yeah. And it sets this. It sets this weird precedent for this movie that doesn't make any sense. Like, okay. Haunted house movies have a ghost in a house, but this ghost is anywhere it wants to be. Just 
any if it's needed somewhere else, yep. it's going somewhere else. And that's a cheat and that's dumb. Mm-hmm. But that just that's how random this movie is. There's no logic to and and I've always, you know, I say this all the time, the ghost logic which just doesn't make sense, but none of it does. None of this stuff ever makes sense. Like there's a scene but before when the babysitter gets trapped in the room mm-hmm. there, the uh, Margot Kidder's brother is getting married and he has come over and he's counting the money for the caterer right? and just counting it and counting oh, it and counting that, it. That, the, the existence of that character and all of that. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Why did that need to be there? He's so he's I the money. I've got to pay the caterer this money. And then the ghosts steal his money. <laughs> they fucking steal his money and hide it from him uh-huh. so that it becomes this weird minor point of contention amongst the family that really in the grand scheme of things matters not just doesn't mean anything at all i i wonder (laughs) if they went and saw like ghost strippers or i wonder wonder how they spent the money is all it was like five thousand dollars which was like wasn't it or no 15 sorry yeah yeah fifteen hundred dollars in 1978 a lot of money in cash for a ghost (laughs) i'm just wondering like what did they do with the money i don't know did that because the they did kind of amp up their special effects after that. Maybe they maybe, maybe they paid all. for the effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so there's a scene somewhere in the middle of this too, where the family's just like, there's blood or goo or something coming out of every faucet and sink and toilet in the house, mm-hmm. and they just kind of run around to each room and look at it. Oh, it's when the aunt's coming over. It's when Aunt Aunt Nun okay. is coming over. They're okay. like, don't tell her, right? Because yeah. she'll freak out. So that happens, and then. It's never mentioned again. Like, oh. they never even say, like, the plumber came and fixed our weird blood problem. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's never mentioned again. When, when blood toilet happens, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> that comes up again. You're like, hey, honey, <laughs> did blood toilet go away? <laughs> yeah. I would ask every day for the rest of my life. Any, uh, any more signs of blood toilet? <laughs> Hi, honey. How was your day? Was there any blood in the toilet today? No? No. Okay, good. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks for there not being bile in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. This movie just throws out weird random shit and then never mentions it ag- again. Apparently it did all recollect in the in the basement for the finale. Yeah, yes. But, but other than that, it, it make, does not no. mean or do anything. No. So, um, let's see. I've pretty much run Yeah, we, we've jumped all over the place now. So, yeah. Um, Basically, it's... What the movie tries to explain is that James Brolin looks like the dude who killed his family in the house previously. And so the dude who killed his family previously said he heard voices and that the voices made him kill his family. So you start to get the notion that that's what's happening here. Now, why James Brolin looks like that guy is that doesn't make any sense. That connection is never explained. Then they start talking about how the house might have been built been built on an Indian burial ground where they sent like the oh which which like a coven or something they were like that too I think both of those theories are floated oh. out there I think it's like there were witches like this land was all witches and then sometime after that the Indians sent over all their bad Indians to live in this convalescent home for <laughs> for criminal Indians or some shit yeah yeah witchy elms or <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> I'm just naming witching retirement <laughs> communities. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just, it's throwing out all these details, but none of them ever stick. None of them have anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a glowing eyed pig in the window every once in a while. Sure. 
they sometimes have control of James Brolin and sometimes don't. It's like you can snap him out of it if you just try hard enough. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like there are there are several. Oh, they make him impotent. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Sure. <laughs> the ghosts make him impotent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> How dare you move into our house? <laughs> now your dick is broken. <laughs> you got blood in the toilet and we yeah. broke your dick. And we stole your money. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You got rolled in every conceivable way by ghosts. Ghost roll. <laughs> Which... I, I, at its core, what I don't understand is, do the ghosts want them there or not? I, no. I, don't, I think they want them to get out. I, That's what really doesn't make me... It, no, it doesn't. I it don't, doesn't make any sense, because when they finally do decide to get the fuck out, the ghosts are like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> I guess they probably want them to murder them again, because they probably feed off of that or something. Okay. They're, they're like, you know... If we're this crazy now, like, man, next time we get them to do it, like, we'll actually be out yeah, really stealing the money and going to the strip clubs. Maybe that's just it. They save the money and they're going to go to the strip clubs <laughs> when they become corporeal or whatever happens. I don't know. Well, they can go and fuck with Rod Steiger's car because not only that, but then like Rod Steiger has just resigned himself to not going back over there. Right. And then is just setting up the church and decides to just start fucking ranting like a crazy person. Yeah, he has a vision of like, an earthquake yeah. about to shatter the statues up in the ceiling. Cause like, this is a fancy ass church that they're yes. in. Um, and it's got, you know, cathedral ceilings with all these, uh, with the, they wouldn't be gargoyles, just like angel mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And anyway, but like he sees them starting to crack and like his prayer becomes a prayer yell. And, uh, <laughs> like Don Strauss is like, uh, dude, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and then eventually, like the statue up in the ceiling cracks, the eyes fall out, and Rod Steiger essentially goes blind. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's pretty calm about it. He's like, "Hey, hey, listen, I, I can't see. I've gone blind. I've gone blind." <laughs> and Don Strauss like, "Huh? Yeah, didn't see that coming." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Once again, Rod Steiger just totally getting shit on. And then there's one more scene of him later where he doesn't even speak. Does no, he? no, Don Strauss is like, hey, I brought your mail. And, you know, Rod Steiger doesn't say anything. <laughs> Would you then, like me to read it to you? Yeah. You may have won $10,000 yeah. from the publisher's clearinghouse. But, <laughs> but I mean, they, they kind of want to give him more of a character than he gets because they explain he's like a psychotherapist and mm-hmm. he's, he's helped all these other people before. That's the mail he was getting was from previous victims or previous, you know, sure. people that he's helped, but it just, none of that goes anywhere. Um, the, uh, he's, he's got a, uh, James Rowland has a business partner who's been coming over to the house and bugging him. He's like, Hey, you haven't been to work in like three months and well, three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, all the checks are bouncing. What the hell's going on? You know, James Rollins is just like, I'm cutting firewood. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, because there's, again, there's an extended scene. Like, the whole brother character could have been cut. Like, yep. there's no reason for the ghost to steal, steal the money. money or whatever. <laughs> but they have to go to his wedding. Yeah. And then there's an extended scene where he's yelling at the caterer, like, I'm going to write you a check. <laughs> and the caterer's like, I don't like checks. I'm going to write you a check. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Ooh. It's like, is this a ghost talking? Yeah. Is the ghost a big fan of checks? <laughs> ghost is just trying to advance the banking system. We don't take American <laughs> Express or Discover. Get out of here with that. Yeah. So <laughs> That's the ghost of Jack Palance, apparently. <laughs> yes. Not in this movie. Um, but so his business partner has a wife, and at some point, the, they all start 
palling around together at the local bar, which just happens to be where the guy who killed his family also palled around. But sure. they they have some books because James Rowland has gone to a library and just fucking steals a book instead of checking it out. I mean, it's a library. <laughs> he shoves it down his pants and then goes to the bar. It's like, hey, check this out. Indian burial ground witches brew thing happened here. And and the the wife is all like, oh, I, I read about this. I know all about these things. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go check it out. Oh, yeah. She immediately goes into ghost adventures mode. Like, yeah, let's go. Come, yeah. at, come at me, ghost. Right. So they end up in the basement of the house. Now, now, this is also a lady just like she didn't. She she was more sensitive than the nun. Yes. She got up to the driveway and was like, I'm not fucking going in there and backs up to the car, closes the door, locks it and rolls up the window. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But later, she eventually is cajoled into the house. Oh, sure. Because oh. They, they all end up at the basement where the dog is still just bloody digging on the yeah. floor. And she's just like, it's in here and just grabs like some sledgehammer like or something and just starts beating the hell out of their wall yeah. to which James Brolin comes down. What are you doing to my house? <laughs> which I don't know if that was him speaking or the ghost, but still, yeah, lady, what are you doing to my house? Um, but he's just like, yeah, okay, let me take a swing at this and bust open the wall. And there's a hidden room in there that he sees a reflection of himself. Yeah. Um, Whatever the hell that means. Yeah. And that weirds him out. Uh, the lady kind of looks in there and immediately just starts channeling something. Oh yeah, yeah. She has she has some demon voice going. Yeah, on. she gets a good demon voice yeah. thing happening. To which Margot Kidder, like after the scene, is just like, "Did you hear that voice? <laughs> yeah, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Did you hear that voice? <laughs> yeah, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Because I mean, my my next note was this movie just keeps on going and going and going. Yeah, like there is so much superfluous shit in this movie. Well, it just keeps hitting the reset button. It's right. like. They, they hit the climax of, oh, my God, the scariest fucking thing has happened. And then it's just like, hey, what's for supper? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is this just going in this circle? I and I appreciate a movie like the, the the Conjuring to where they kind of explained why people have to stick it around in a house because you've put all your money into it. You can't just bail on it. But still, yeah, yeah. Just get the fuck out. It's whatever. But. They never even really get into that discussion in this movie. It's just like, no, no, we're in it. This is our, our house. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I saw a demon. Maybe it was a cat. I don't know. <laughs> it was a pig cat with glowing eyes. Right. <laughs> they just keep second guessing every weird thing they've seen. Um, but eventually it's just time for, you know, ghost carnival spectacular. The ghosts are just like, OK, it's it's a rainstorm outside. Time to go fucking nuts. because. Well, James Brolin's about to go. He's out sharpening his axe yeah. and is about to go murder his family yeah, with the it's axe. It's time, yes. Yeah. And, and Margot Kidder's also had a dream where she. All right. <laughs> I, I can't believe I wasn't going to talk about this and I didn't make a note of it. All right. This movie starts the trend of the, the 315, which I'm pretty sure is the, exactly what they carried over into paranormal activity. Yeah. I mean, I know 3 o'clock, 315, whatever is the witching hour thing. So I know it's not. It wasn't invented in this movie. Don't. No. I don't want a Wiccan lesson. So don't email me about that. But. I'm saying like this movie 315 on the dot weird shit keeps happening and when the, and because like th- this whole movie takes place I think they're there three weeks I think because like it's, it's the, no longer than a month I right because it says like day 19 and then it just says like final day the final day yeah it's like well <laughs> how many days is that like, yeah that might be important um anyway but like the one of the first times 315 like well I, the first couple times it's just James Brolin's like ooh I'm cold I'm gonna check the fire or whatever <laughs> walks downstairs or whatever yeah um but they're like the third day maybe third or fourth day 315 Marco Kidder wakes up in a full scream, a la if you're listening to the Bamfcast extra bonus bullshit 
a la BJ waking up to a fire alarm, <laughs> yes. wakes up and goes, holy shit, they got shot in the head. <laughs> and it's like, what? What? <laughs> like, hey, Jace Brolin just kind of wait, like, honey. <laughs> like, no, that is not a reaction of yeah. like, I think no. you're having a bad dream. Like, you woke up in full scream. Yeah. I think we need to address this. <laughs> yes. And then, but yeah, no, they don't. It's just another one of those things where it's just like, eh, that happened. <laughs> yeah. But there's also another weird moment. Like, okay, so there's there's one point where the kids are hanging out upstairs and a window slams down on one of mm-hmm. their hands. Um, so they take the kid to the hospital and they're just like, wow, it's weird. None of his bones were broken. Isn't that weird? And then they cut to it's about 315 in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and James Brolin's finally asleep. And she just pops up and she's like, hey, you awake? Don't you think it's weird that none of his <laughs> none of the bones in his hand are broken? Hey, hey. I want to talk to you. Hey, 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 we need to talk about this. <laughs> you awake? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not. But Except he was. Yeah, he like, totally she, was. She's she, just like, all right, whatever. And then he opens up his eyes like, mm. I'm going to have to murder but you she all. Also had, she also woke up 315, I believe, with a dream of, yeah. of, of seeing James Brolin murder her daughter and then shove an axe into her head yes and she wakes up to that so all of this is like oh that that's probably fair uh-huh yeah yeah but then she sees him outside with an axe and is like oh shit it's time yep. this is happening now so yeah she starts crowning her kids yells at him because like he, he hears johnny's his way through the door <laughs> yeah prior to the shining i know mm-hmm. but like he comes through the door with an axe and then uh she's just like hey and he's like <laughs> yeah you're right what am <laughs> yeah. i doing yeah <laughs> like sorry about that i wouldn't kill you <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's just like, it's yes. just like yes. she's like, hey, and he's like, oh, oh, you're you, right. You make a good point. <laughs> I can see. And, to your and suddenly he's just like, okay, yeah, I'm fine now. Yeah. Let's, so they, let's get the hell out. They try to get through the, the house, mm-hmm. like the door slams shut. They, oh yeah. Now the house is just like, nah, you're yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> they throw some shit through, through the window, uh-huh. climb out through the window, yeah. get in the car, driving away, slam on the brakes. And the girl goes, what about Harry? I think it was Harry, the dog's name. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And they kind of give her a look like, you're going to have to get a new dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's time. We'll name the next one yeah. Harry. <laughs> Harry's fucked. <Yeah. laughs> Harry just went to a ghost farm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> ghost dog way of the farm awry. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, Harry. Yeah. But no, James Brolin gets just, doesn't say a word. Stops the car, jumps out, and takes off back for the house. They get pretty far down the street, right. like almost out of camera frame. Like it's pouring down rain; it's pitch black. There's, yeah, like they're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no street lights, so he just without a word stops, runs back to the house, and there's like, um, are you in murder mode again? Or are you going to get the dog? Like, because <laughs> yeah. she's use your words. She James freaks Rowan. the hell out. Oh, yeah. She's just like, no. <laughs> it's like, okay, but yeah, yeah. He runs down to the basement. Um falls through the stairs. Yeah, the stairs are like, nah. Like, the, the midway point, <laughs> the same point where the kid fell, the stairs fall through, and he feet dives, like, through the other, another set of boards and into the big pile of goo yes. that was in the toilets. Which was in this weird secret red room right. that they found. And so. the dog now is, like, there yeah. and sees him and is just like, nah, bro. Demon. So, yeah, demon. <laughs> attack. <laughs> and and he's, until he's, like, finally out of the goo enough, he's like, hey, Harry, it's me. Harry, it's yeah. me. Stop trying to kill me. And then Harry's like, oh, it's you. You're I'll, in the de- you're in the demon shit. I'll pull you yeah. out with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the dog pulls or helps pull James Brolin while he's going, pull, Harry, yeah. pull. Yeah. It's pre- Again, this is pretty good acting from this dog because sure. the dog has, like, fucked off around the corner and then sneaks back around and is just like, oh, shit, demon. <laughs> yeah. Kill the demon. 
And then, oh, it's James Brolin. Right. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Um, so he gets out, picks up the dog, mm-hmm. gets out of the house, essentially. Pretty much. And, like, the house is falling apart behind him you know as of, it, yeah. it's kind of all imploding exploding whatever yeah. and he just kind of gets out of the house with the dog runs up to the car throws the dog in the car hops in the car and speeds off and then it's like ends with a text the yeah text it says crawls, they like, never came back to get their shit yeah the and end then they, they now live in another state yeah this is a true story or something i don't know maybe bye yeah so what this brings me <laughs> to, my, to my final note <laughs> that ending still because I have seen this before a long yes, time ago. Yes, me too. Still, just, huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it, the, the BS ending had to match the BS true story that this was all based on, but fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Yes. It, I mean, I, I'm every time I've watched this movie, I've always thought it was interesting. Like, it's not, it's slow, but I don't think it's boring. And I think every time I watch it, I'm like, tr- I'm hoping that it's going to be the time that it clicks. Like, maybe like, oh, okay. Now it's all, now it all makes sense. Now it all ties together. Yeah. It just, it never does. It's, it's tiny little set pieces that in and of themselves should be enough to get anyone to get the fuck out, but they just hit that reset button and it just starts over again. Yeah. All right. It's not like things ramp up at any point either. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad quick. Sure. (laughs) Real quick. Things are bad. Now I'll, I'll say it like this. So. To me, this movie is one of those movies that it's like it's gotten more praise and recognition than it, it ever deserved. Mm-hmm. And I look at it as something like now, maybe, yes, maybe the book made money. Maybe this is like a surefire thing going into the movie. But this movie and the whole mystique around this entire stupid f- fake phenomenon or whatever mm-hmm. is sort of like not directly parallel. But look at something like Annie Hall. I know it's the same time period. And like. There were lots of other movies like that. Woody Allen, this wasn't Woody Allen's first movie. Right. But all of a sudden, it was just like, oh, my God, what is this? This is the movie. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, why this? Why now? Yeah. And I feel like this is like, well, we've had a lot of, we had a lot of similarly slow-paced, slow-paced bullshit ending horror movies all throughout the 70s. Mm-hmm. Why did this one click? Like, yeah. why is this one the man that made a billion dollars or millions of dollars? Man, it's like why that one Woody Allen movie over like fucking Star Wars in the same year. It's like, it's like dumb shit. It's like, right. Woody Allen went on to make 40 other movies almost exactly like that. Yeah. And made probably 10 more before that. So why this one? Why, why is this the thing? I I think this was just one of those right place, right time things where they, they concocted that book and then there was so much, they had, they had come up with their version of a social media campaign, which was just to, hype the shit out of this story to make it sound like it was real. And there really was no way at the time to disprove it or for anyone to get into a giant forum of some kind and everyone can collectively to say this is bullshit. Right. So you just had it permeate throughout the country of people be like, wow, if you read this, but you know, it's gotta be, gotta be true. You know? (laughs) So, and I, I just think all of it, right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it it didn't sound like it was reviewed any better than than we are doing now. Right. Like most of the reviews for it, people were just like, this is junk. I mean, this none of this makes any sense. Yeah, it I, doesn't. I'll I'll go ahead and spoil a little bit. I mean, next I thought I was going to get a chance to talk about this <clears throat> on the Bamfcast first and to kind of plug this, but I'm going to have to kind of go the other way now. OK, I mean, but I watched I watched The Conjuring 2. 
Okay. Um, and there is a deep connection to the Conjuring movies and these Amityville movies because it's got the Warrens, the mm-hmm. people that supposedly really investigated and had all the actual disturbances. Because as I understand it, the original story is... And, and this is what's kind of crazy about it. And I and I know so much of it is bullshit that I honestly don't know what is and what isn't anymore. Right. right. Um, like the original story was there was this house, murders happened. Mm-hmm. First couple that bought it afterwards lasted less than a month, moved out, never heard from again. All the rest of it was just filled in by whatever the story. Now, did the murders even happen? Yes. Okay. So the murders are factual. Murders happened. Okay. So murders actually on record Correct. factually happened. Some, yes. Uh, was it a son murdered the entire family? Yes. Yeah, that was an actual case. The The thing was that the, the son did it. The More than like 95% people are convinced the son was on PCP and, and just hallucinogenic drugs when it happened. Right. Ever since then, he has come up with six or seven different versions as to what happened, saying like the sister was involved. He, he had a wife who was involved, blah, blah, blah. But the the core of the story itself, the murder happened. And when he was arrested, he said voices made him do it. OK, so so it was it's, it's a sanity plea that kind of went into a life of its own with yes. other stories. Yes. OK, so and they but, could have bought that house knowing this. Sure. You don't know. Right. I mean, the, the the family existed. The Lutz family, sure. George and Kathy Lutz did buy that house, right? Um, and are they are they the people that continue to perpetrate the myth, or are they like the yes. ones? Okay. Until both of them died, neither of them ever said, "No, it's all bullshit." Okay. So, so they wrote, there have been other so people. They wrote the book or whatever, or had you know went to somebody to write the book for they them. They dictated their story like through phone calls and tapes and stuff like that, and then this guy okay collected. See, I, I didn't really know the full yeah. backstory, but I know the Warrens are the people that were supposedly brought in post them leaving to go like, all right, what the fuck is up with this house? Yeah, yeah. and that's what spawned the I don't know what. Like, I mean, like they have a whole like again, they're they're real people that have a whole long history of going on TV and yeah. spouting paranormal stuff and I, if I remember the timeline to it supposedly but, yeah if know. I remember the timeline right I want to say they came in after the book was published right I want there was that there was that ride of popular you know just publicity where there was you know like just PM magazine and Donahue and shit like that were just like let's go to this house and we'll bring these people with us and they'll investigate and right so yeah, that was before the movie, I want to say. Okay. But it was all building this legend. Right. So just so, selling I'm just, so many books. Like I said, I'm just, I'm throwing that in. I mean, the, I'm not talking about it on there. I was, just, mm-hmm. I was trying to make a whole entire theme. I was like, yeah, if I'm diving in, I've seen the first Conjuring. I might as well watch the second one. We're going to watch a shitload of Amity Mill movies. Yeah. I'm going to get confused as to what's real and happened and <laughs> f- fact or bullshit. The murder happened. Okay. The murder happened. And those people bought the house. Uh, okay. After that, mm, probably not. I yeah. Okay. So so what their motivation was for doing that, I don't know. They made a lot of money somehow. Good on them. Whatever. I don't feel cheated. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel any. I don't know. This this one feels a little bit more disingenuous than the thing behind the it's like the Blair Witch I think is one of the most clever marketing things ever done. Sure. This feels more like we're going to take advantage of the fact that you can't actually fact check this. Yeah. Kind of time period. Oh yeah. You know the, the Blair Witch was actually like taking advantage of the emerging of the internet to go like 
eh, I don't know. It like, was the Blair we... Witch was right at the cusp of man. I I'm using the internet to learn about all these really weird stories. Mm-hmm. I've never had access to this information before, so they had enough fake information out there to where you could be like, I read it on the internet, right? So they yeah. they used that well. Whereas now it's just like, no, yeah. <laughs> there are so many <laughs> websites yeah. devoted to saying no, idiot. <laughs> yeah, someone in the middle of their sentence like, uh, hey, did you hear this? Someone's already over there. Got fault. Yeah, checked it on Snopes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah. So you know, go all the way back to the late seventies where it was just like, what am I going to do? Go to the library, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pull some microfiche, <laughs> figure this out. No, everyone was just like, yeah, it's real. The book said so mm-hmm. it's a book. Cause you know, books, but right. so, okay. Like I said, like I said, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's not entertaining. It's, it's frustrating. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give it two bags. I think, um, I, I, I do like Rod Steiger in this. Um, and like I said, it's it's watchable. It's just frustrating as shit because none of it comes together in any way that makes any sense. It's just throwing out things and throwing out possible clues and then none of it matters. Yep. So. Yeah, I've... I think every time I've seen this, I, I my opinion gets lower. <laughs> like I, I, I'm actually probably never need to watch this ever again because I'll probably just really hate it. Yeah. Um, I, I'll go ahead and say my rating, and then I'm going to liken it to something else, kind of random. Uh, I'm going to give it four bags. Okay. Um, and I would lump this in with a movie that's very hard to watch and have any enjoyment out of with something like Communion, because it's like. You know, that's another thing that's quite possibly a big steaming pile of bullshit, and it's kind of hard, like, to <laughs> suspend your disbelief, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And and even on a on like on a like, like I I'm far from anyone who would consider themselves a skeptic or identify mm. with that group, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain there's something to be said about common sense, and as soon as like as soon as you present me a movie of a fiction or a possible fiction, even non, you know. And you play it 100% straight, I immediately go, what? Like, yeah. you, as soon as you say, based on real life, I'm like, this is now looking at, being looked at in a different way. You've done it to yourself, mm-hmm. good or bad. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I, I forgive Blair Witch because I think it's like they did it so well, yeah. like, to the point that, like, I still wasn't even sure until the credits begin to roll and I went, oh, there's your fucking answer right, right. there because it says right there, <laughs> so-and-so played by so-and-so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not real. Yeah. Like... I was literally at that point in the theater, still going like, "I'm pretty sure bullshit," but what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and this was just feels like a long ways to go around to yeah, pull you know to pull a thing, and I I don't know. I just and the movie's bad. Like I don't I don't enjoy it. Yeah, had potential, and and I am I've never seen the remake, so I am now super curious to see it because me too. This this is a good example of someone saying, you know what. The Amityville Horror sucks, but there's something there. Let's give it another shot. Yeah. Now, from- it's weird because I feel like I almost feel like I saw the remake, but I can't tell you a thing about it, which makes me think I probably just saw a trailer and assumed I watched it. Yeah, I think I probably saw a trailer too, and was just like, "Well, that won't last long," and then it probably didn't, and I just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm super curious to to get to that point. I'd almost rather just go ahead and watch the remake and then begin the rest of the other ones because i feel like 
unless unless it's one of those cases i doubt it but i like where the remake incorporates something from some of the sequels oh i don't think it does yeah probably not i don't think but, it does We'll, we'll, you know, you, we'll but, figure that but out. But you know what I'm saying? Like oh, so, yes. Sometimes they're like, well, this is a remake of one, but look, here's some bits of two and three or whatever yeah. thrown in. Yeah. Kind of like oh, Friday that's the a reference to this. Kind of like Friday the 13th, yeah. where it's like, hey, let's just go ahead and take take it up through the first two movies right. in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll figure out what All we're right. going to do next. But um, yeah, so we, okay, we both rated it. So I guess we're... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Well, yeah, we're only doing this one movie yeah. right now. Yeah, um, I, I think some of these are, you know, because some of them are actual movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they warrant their yeah. own... I think we've already spoiled it with that we both really actually kind of like Amityville 2. Yeah, I think we've talked about that on the regular show before. Yeah. Um, from my memory, I always thought 2 was better. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if that's true or not, because I have some very distinct memories about that movie, and I want to see if they hold up. So yeah. um, looking forward to that. And then we're going to watch Amityville 3 in 3D, mm-hmm. which I've never seen that version, and we've been having a good time with 3D so far. Oh, yeah. Um, Jaws 3 was made infinitely better by that bullshit 3D. Damn straight. So... Friday the 13th part three, a little better with the 3D. So. Yeah, that was Anaglyph and fuck yeah. that noise. Yeah. This is fucking Blu-ray 3D Hell technology. Yeah. It's going to be on point. <laughs> <laughs> on fleek? Yes. It will be keeping it 100. Yeah, it's going to be real good, especially because that movie is PG. Oh, goody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, stars uh, Tony Roberts, who was in Annie Hall, I believe. So oh, good. it all ties together. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, that's coming up. So we're gonna we're gonna be doing a couple of these solo for a while. And, and Christopher Walken was in Communion <laughs> and Annie Hall. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> now the ending of Amityville makes sense. Yeah. Huh. That's all it took. Um, yeah. So we're gonna do some of these solo for a while, and then I think probably when we get to like four and five, start bunching them together because, as I recall, they are terrible. So mm. we'll see when we get there. But uh, plan on probably Amityville two next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go from there. And then we won't take as long of a break between these next time. No, right? no, no. We've got our thing now. Yeah. We, we've got a whole bunch of these. We're good until like 2018. Yeah. So we're well. just, <laughs> just going to go. There's another Amityville. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought we were done with this series, but they just keep making they them. They just keep making them. Uh, I got theories about that, but we'll talk about them when we get there. All so right. until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Thank you.